Hello, people. Today on the show, it's just the three amigos, no guests. So it's just Geffen, D, and myself, Matt Dussault. We dive into Game Changers, and then D does some interviewing of Geffen and I. Uh, we have a lot of laughs. Hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, guys. Let's talk about Game Changers. Okay. To start this one off. Can't wait to dive in. <laughs> What'd you think, <laughs> it was Geffen? Really, it was a game changer. <laughs> it was definitely a game changer. All right, so Geffen did not watch the documentary watch or it. the... 12 hours of Rogan podcasts no. and YouTube. Neither. Luckily, Dee and I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll sit here and make That's sarcastic good. comments. You can right. ask questions. I'm gonna, like, there are people listening can to this, you, I'm sure. That yeah, so, so for those of us that haven't watched, what is Game Changers all about, guys? So it's a documentary, feature-length film, that covers the journey of James Wilkes, who is a UFC fighter. He trains people in combat. Um, and his journey of learning about a plant-based diet and the health benefits from it. And um, he talks to a bunch of doctors and professionals and um, a bunch of really high-level athletes, Olympians that are, um, that that have are adopted 100% a plant-based, plant-based diet. Yeah. So it's the, it, the, the changing of the game is the fact that as a high-level athlete, you don't need to introduce yep. yeah. protein yeah. from animals. You got it. Nailed it. Don't even have okay, to watch podcast it. podcast yeah, over. Done. <laughs> uh, some notable things. Jackie Chan was a producer, J- uh, James Cameron, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, really? So huge names. Some big yeah, names. Yeah, huge yeah, names. yeah, huge names. Um, some controversy where I think it comes from. James Cameron owns a pea protein company, so they're saying there's a conflict. I don't really give a shit about that. Pea protein? Pea protein. So yeah, like a vegan, vegan a vegan protein. He so owns a company. peas. Yeah. Right, so they're saying that um, you know he has a conflict of interest because he's trying to promote, promote his yeah. product. Yeah. yeah, which if you're passionate about becoming plant based, right? Yeah. Why not own a like, pea protein? I own one share of Beyond Meat. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, you can't oh, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, so there's, I think the root of this though, like they don't say they don't talk about vegan. They don't say the word vegan in the film mm-hmm. at all, right? Um, but everyone assumes vegan because the athletes that they're they have on there, I don't, they they actually wear some T-shirts I think that say like vegan power and yeah they, they're clearly vegan. Rethink protein, yeah. Yeah, I don't think any of them are even vegetarians. I don't think so. Um, so except Arnold, actually, I think Arnold is vegetarian. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Uh, is he? I don't. Well, let's look that. I don't know. We'll yeah, fact, we'll, we'll fact check that. that. Yeah. We'll fact check that. Yeah. Um, but um, the big thing is when they're doing these like uh, studies and they're, show, they're, they're like saying that they're diving into these studies, like one thing that is huge is the difference between absolute risk and relative risk. So if you do a study and just to try to help people understand this, if you have 100 people that um, are, uh, you know, normal standard American diet and um, they, you know, they're eating meat and they, they smoke cigarettes. If five of them have cancer, that's a 5% risk from associated with smoking cigarettes, right? But if they s- smoke, um, or what, what else could they do? If they chew, chew tobacco yeah, and, you know, 10 of them have, um, can't get cancer, then that's a hundred percent risk if you talk about relative risk that they would over smoking cigarettes 
You see the right because the, because it, yeah. it it doubles, so it's or if it was you know seven and a half people, it would be fifty uh, percent increased risk of right. cancer if you mm-hmm. chew tobacco versus smoking cigarettes Ver- versus smoking. So there's a lot of there's playing with the percentages and the words when when any because everyone's trying to push what they believe Their in agenda, yeah. right. And so there's easy ways to, you know, supposedly break down a study and then have it look like it's in your favor. Right. And so are they correlating this increased risk with not having a plant-based diet? Is that why, is well, that what they're talking about in the... My belief is the, the problem with all this is they, they're comparing against the standard American diet. <clears throat> So they're comparing a vegan who is obviously health conscious, right? right? Like they're they're you know going the the. There's still a lot of junk food vegans. There are, but for the most part, they're vegan mostly because of health. There are I know a lot of well, ethical vegans. Okay, it could be environmental. I mean, we've yeah, talked like about me. that. But I think, would you agree that generally speaking, vegans... Yeah, yeah compared go- to the average American shower. Right, the person that's yeah. going to McDonald's yeah. and getting... So that's what they're comparing vegans against. And that was kind of Chris Kresser's argument. Is yeah. That is, is a vegan diet, plant-based diet, healthier than... I think they call it a Nutrivore diet. Right. Um, so it's just like... Whole, and no one's done that. Nutrient-dense whole foods. No one's done that study, so... Because you can't, it's like you can't. Right. You know, you can't do it. It just would cost so much money, and the numbers wouldn't be large Is enough Kresser to Is Kresser saying it. a Nutribor diet includes, pro, like, animal protein? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm assuming similar to how Matt eats, probably. Right. Right. So I think that's the, the first thing, is, like, a lot of times they're, they're comparing this to, you know, just a standard American right. diet, which is shit. Yeah. So, of course, people are going to, you know, if, if people go from eating McDonald's to eating only plants, I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's, that's never great. a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And plant-based, uh, you know, in Rogan, there was a there was a debate, Cresser versus James Wilk, who was one of the producers and like the, the star of the film. Yeah. He was he was really good on the debate. Um they, he, James Wilk would not say like you should go 100% plant based because there's no shit. science that says that yeah there, there, there's nothing so Chris Kresser I feel like he was like well what the fuck am I doing here <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> like and then James Wilk kind of like on the the, um, the details like on when he's breaking down like B12 deficiency is a big thing that mm-hmm. uh, you know if someone goes vegan uh, like a, a paleo person would be like oh you're going to be B12 deficient you know, and so they really like they dove into like the nitty gritty of B12 and the deficiency and everything. They got really mm-hmm. into the weeds. And I think James will won for sure. But he's like, you should just supplement with B12 yeah. and it's super cheap to supplement. So there's that. I think a lot of people, including probably Chris Kresser, kind of misunderstood the point of the film. I don't think the point of the film was to say that you need to be a top athlete um, or to be a top athlete, you need to be vegan because that's not true. There's plenty of top right. athletes that aren't. I think the point of the film is to say that you can, and there are all these people. Like there's a strongman athlete who is plant based for a decade or something. So yeah, I think that might be the point of the film, but I think it was to like get as as be as loud as possible, mm-hmm. which it was. Yeah, and to get people to stop eating meat or 
or reduce it or, 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 or reduce it. But everybody, you know, I, I, I got, you know, over 10 text messages from people saying, Hey, I'm going to go vegan. It's like, Oh, you watch game changers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you don't really need to go vegan. If you don't like right out of the gates, you could try it, like reduce meat play around with it i think even just think about where you get your meat sourced from I that's mean, I think huge that's a huge mm-hmm. thing i mean i've i know we've been trying to be more conscious of that um and so that they did talk james wilk and chris Cresser did talk about that and so the amino acid profile the protein profile of like elk or venison right. or like wild Kangaroo. game is far superior to the amino acid profile of peas you know but what they what they did and, and I I've never heard this before. They both agreed on it. Was if you're you know if you're an elite athlete, a lot of times they talked about elite athletes. If you're an elite athlete, you should get one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Two hundred pound guy, you should get two hundred grams of, of protein. That's a lot. A day. A day. If you get that protein, no matter what the profile, the 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 amino acid profile, you will get all of the essential amino acids that you need. Because it's so much protein. Because it's so much and you plateau with the amount of leucine is like a really uh, big one that it's very important to get from outside sources. So, so leucine, tyrosine, all, all these different amino acids. If you get that two hundred, like you're getting all that you need, no matter whether what it's the quali- plant, whether whatever. it's plant based, animal based, doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter, no matter what you're doing. So, there's every amino acid is in every vegetable. It's just in varying amounts. So, right. if you eat enough peas to get 200 grams of protein you'll get everything you need it'd be you know 10 pounds of peas so that (laughs) sounds like more the point of the film is Mm -hmm. that again to to your point it's you know you don't have to get all your protein from animals to be an elite athlete Mm -hmm. yeah and so i watched i watched uh there's there's two podcasts chris Cresser went on to debunk game changers on rogan yeah listen to that then I listened to or watched on YouTube the uh, James Wilk versus Chris Cresser debate, and then I watched the film. So I already I already saw like all the behind the scenes and like the explanation and, and and all that. So when I watched the film, it was all I was like looking for what they were talking about, and it's like oh he doesn't say vegan. Oh he you know he's not like pushing total like drop drop all meat or anything, but like. They bring up um, cigarettes, and if you just watch the film, I think a lot of people are saying like meat is carcinogenic and it's going to cause cancer. But what James Wilkes' argument was, no, we said meat stole the marketing from the playbook. Cig- yeah, yeah p- marketing playbook from the cigarette industry. They're using the same marketing tactics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think 1% of people that just watched a film and didn't really dive into it, like if you're just scrolling through Netflix and you, you happen to stumble up across Game Changers, you watch it, you're like, oh That's, my God, yeah. it's yeah, as bad yeah. as eating. So you <laughs> might as well just go smoke a cigarette, yeah. Sam. <laughs> Get that meat out of here. So, do you do you buy into that? I mean, in terms of the marketing that meat does, like, or the meat industry does? I mean, because I... I I have so a hard time. They showed like some that. images of like from I don't know the fifties and sixties of baseball players smoking, and then they showed some images of basketball modern basketball players with like KFC. Oh. and so they're, they're yeah, but that. that's a fast. I think that's a fast food thing, not necessarily a meat thing, right? Like so, I'd say it's an industry. Yeah, you think that the KFC ad is funded by like t- 
Tyson or like right. No, no. Right. That's what I mean. I think yeah, the chicken and yeah. you know the chicken industry isn't going to Kentucky Fried Chicken and going here. You're you know a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. Huh. But. So, um, interesting. So I need to watch game changers, watch game changers, the B12 thing. <laughs> I mean, that's really popular for people saying like, Oh, if you're vegan or vegetarian, you're going to be deficient. And you know, the argument is B12 was in the soil. So it was in the water that we drank from streams and rivers. It was in the, you know, the, the carrots, the crops. Up, yeah. yeah. But yeah. now soil's depleted from monocropping, just growing yeah. one, you know, corn on the same piece of land for the last. Did you watch sustainability? Did you watch that documentary? No, that's a really good one. It talks a lot about that, about soil deficiency. Who told you about it? <clears throat> I researched it myself, Matt. <laughs> I'm very big into um, documentaries and reading. <laughs> no, uh, Tamra. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Truth comes out. Yeah, uh, but it was but it was all about that, and they actually did a, like a thirty-four year study. Um, they did. They had two plots of land: one conventionally farmed, one organically farmed. And um, the organically farmed one actually yielded higher crops over the long term because they were more sustainable to floods, droughts, whereas the chemically, you know, induced soil. soil was eroded. Yeah, it was eroded. Depleted. It couldn't sustain through a flood or, you know, through a drought. Um, so it was really interesting. Hmm. Um, but it was all about that in terms of the soil and crop rotation. and Cool. What we're missing out on. I have to check it out. Sustainability. It's a good one. So anything else on Game Changers? Um, I feel like we're living in a really confusing time right now in terms of like news and like fake news and alternate facts and everyone says like oh that's not real science so i think that you know science literacy is really important right now like you said about absolute risk and um so i think people just need to do their research and you can find any study that fits your agenda but if you're looking at the plethora of what's out there, that's what matters, the whole picture, so. Yeah, you can find, like, backup for whatever you want exactly. to believe in, really. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think overall, if you if people increase the amount of veg- fruits and vegetables that they eat, Never we're gonna, it's going to be yeah. a healthier, you know, USA. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and, and again, I think we've talked about this on previous episodes. We're lucky where we live that we can, you know, source the food mm-hmm. from great resources like Mountain View Farms, or you know, if you do want to continue on the meat path, there's plenty of local, you know. Um, farms that you can grab that from so i think that's important too yeah, so, but- butcher box is pretty good and, yeah and butcher box is great shout out to butcher box all right moving on Are we going to to my questions for you guys sure yeah we, we can answer some questions i'm really excited because so i've been working out with you guys for a few months but there's still a lot of things i don't know about you guys um like that matt owns a bakery <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> um, That's fake news. So I think this is a good opportunity not for just me to get to know you guys, but for our listeners and everyone who's part of eviction. Okay. Um, oh, boy. So first, where did you guys grow up? You can go. The wonderful, beautiful Chicopee, Massachusetts. Chicopee. I'm a, I'm a Southampton guy, born and raised. Mm. Spent a little time in East Hampton for about four or five years. <laughs> And then came back and home. Then, and then, no, I start. We, I was born there, and then we moved to Southampton. We built a house in the mid '80s. Have you guys lived in Massachusetts your whole lives? 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I have not. Yeah, Matt, you, I was say you haven't. No, I lived in Pennsylvania for a couple of years and then down in Miami. Miami. Miami for work for like a year and a half. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys play sports as kids? Yes. Did uh, you, Matt? <laughs> I don't really remember my child. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, minimal. I played a lot, a lot of sports. I played basketball. Yeah. City league through high school. Played football freshman year at high school, and then I I did like the first week of practices every year after that in football and then and quit. just quit yeah and then quit yeah yeah, yeah. What, I play, what was your big one i played soccer well a lot of soccer um through middle school high school and then actually played football in college for a couple of years what college assumption college spent a couple of years there and then ended up leaving that and going to, and finishing at westfield and when i say played football i was on the team didn't really <laughs> were you the kicker so they, so I played soccer, right? And so Assumption's um, soccer team was very good. Their football team was horrible. And so, you know, when you're looking at playing sports at a at a college, you talk to the coaches, and the coach was like, "Yeah, you know, soccer. You you know, we've got a lot of good recruits. Certainly come out, but I can't guarantee you'll get a spot." Yeah. The football play uh, the coach was like, "Listen, we need athletes, <laughs> and if you're a kicker, we'd love to have you come out and yeah. kick for us." So I'm like. Pfft, great I'll, I'll play football because i'd always wanted to play football and hampshire didn't have it mm-hmm. so i went out for kicking on the football team and um was a horrible kicker literally trying to kick field goals i would hit the center in the ass like every two kicks i would just kick it right into his ass and so <laughs> then i tried punting wasn't great at punting but i um i, I was a good running back good receiver so although anybody that knows me i have bad hands so isn't that that's a part of big part of receiving that's why they started handing me the football <laughs> yeah yeah i was better running back. all right yeah. we're not even gonna toss it to you we're just gonna hand it <laughs> yeah, to you put it right in your gut you right can't here. screw it up yeah, yeah. i was fast but man uh, once i get the ball got there but in in high school i did um go to the gym religiously so even like a, like i was i could never stick with sports for whatever mm-hmm. reason um but i would have when i was 14 i'd have my mom me and my buddy drop us off at Gold's Gym at the time in Springfield on Corando Drive every day. How did you guys know what to do? Like, did you just oh, look a at a question. machine? I don't like, know. Yeah, it was always, always free. Well, you did a lot of bench press. Like, Tons of bench. <laughs> bench press. Hammer curls. For at least two years straight, it was bench three days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was always isolating body yep. parts. So today was chest day. You know, tomorrow's biceps and triceps. But even, like, how to back squat. Yeah, it was it. like quarter squats. It yeah. was like, yeah. And I didn't do that. I mean, when I got to college, you know, actually the football program, we did a little bit more of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, but very little. It was all beach muscles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curls, twisting at the top. Oh, yeah, you got to twist. <laughs> like I said, hammer curls. We did the hammer curls. <laughs> yeah. so. so you guys met through your wives. We did. Shout out to the wives. Was it a bromance at first sight? <laughs> Total bromance. Total. Well, he needed somebody to work out with. I mean, so I was a bit used in so that manner. What, what year was that? How long ago was that? I give the opportunity for bromance pretty much to every guy that I meet. <laughs> because he'll, well, he, I did. The first question is, so what do you do for exercise? <laughs> you, you want to come over and work out? Uh, that's what I did for, for years. Yeah. And that, still currently do. Yeah, you totally do. Was it 2013? Yeah. 14? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Well, I have the picture. Would so have been 13. We met at a yeah. July 4th party at his house in Willamansa. That's because Jess and him were dating at the time. Yeah. And then I think you guys moved shortly after that. We did. Yeah, so we went. 14? 2014? Yeah, 14. So. But we were. So the, the real connection was we. We work with a lot of the similar customers. We have a lot of similar customers or yeah. the same customers, yeah. really. Yeah. So we had a lot of connections through mm-hmm. you know, our day jobs, yeah. insurance so we, and fuel. Yeah, so we started passing referrals back and forth and eventually our te- you know, got our teams to start passing some referrals back and forth and that kind of yeah. with the bromance. Good, good collaboration. Yeah. So how did you guys end up in, well, I know you said you were from here, Southampton. But you guys live like so close. Was that intentional or just like a happy accident? Oh, yeah. He followed me. (laughs) (laughs) I was here first. Yeah, he was here first. I was here second. Um, No, that was not intentional. um, But it worked out pretty nicely. Really nicely, actually. Because, again, he was like, well, what do you want to, what do you do for working out? And I was, at the time, finishing up at Swarm. What was your first workout? Were, Were you trying to get him to do CrossFit? Oh, I was already doing it. I was already doing it. So you were trying to get Geffen to work out with you. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Were you doing CrossFit? Yeah. Oh. Yep. He was doing a natural connection. Yeah. So he was doing it in his garage. I was at Swarm. Yeah. I didn't like Swarm at the time. It's not that I didn't like it. It just wasn't for me. It was a far drive for you. It was kind of a far drive, and um, and so we did our first workout in his basement, and there was a rower involved. Kettlebells. Kettlebells. You had to do 50 movements while the one person rode, and then you would switch. So, like, mm-hmm. it was 50 kettlebells while I rode, switch. He'd do, fi- you know, I'd do 50 kettlebell swings. He'd row. And I thought he was going to kill me. So, you guys both found CrossFit independently of each other then? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I found it through um, Nate Laskrinski at uh, Five Star Bus. Oh, cool. Because he was at Swarm. Yeah, him and Steph. Yep. So, that's how I actually, he introduced me to it. Um, so, this question is for... MD specifically. Um, you've mentioned a time when you were a smoker and overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I've only known you. Swollen is what I like to say. <laughs> I was inflamed. Very, very inflamed. I've only known you as this super fit health nut. <laughs> oh my God. God. Can we post that picture for this uh, podcast? Yeah, sure. So I can't imagine you like that. So I, I guess, can you tell me about what that time? Didn't you used to fall asleep with an ashtray on your chest? <laughs> what it's was, all coming out, huh? What was your life like? <laughs> And how did you make that transition to, to uh, all these so lifestyles? So where to? I I was a little bit wild growing up. Wild child. Wild child didn't really have much care. Um, Direction. That's so that, that's the, so different from like the person I know now. So it's it's hard it's insane, to right? imagine. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know where to be, where to begin with that. But yeah, so I, I smoke cigarettes from, I don't know, 16, 17 to mm-hmm. 24, 25, 26, somewhere around there. Um, I quit when I was in Miami. But I always, um, I like to have fun, you know, and I just didn't care about, I guess, health at the time. <laughs> or maybe it was just everything around me. Like it, nobody... I feel like there's a lot more resources now. It's more in your face, like how to actually be healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was going to the gym. I thought it was healthy. And yeah. I probably heard someone say, <clears throat> you're better off going to the gym for an hour a day and smoking cigarettes than not going to the gym and, and not smoking cigarettes. You know, I feel like I, I heard that. And, and so, like, that was my mentality. Like, I could do whatever the hell I wanted because I would work out for an hour mm-hmm. a day or 45 minutes a day. Um, 
but yeah, I, I I also owned a bar growing up. So when I, I was know that either. <laughs> when I was when I was nineteen, that was max, my max cap, right? Max cap, yeah. It was uh, in a strip mall. I used to I used to go to that bar. So it was a bar. So that was when I was nineteen. So when I was seventeen, I got my first bartending job mm-hmm. at um, uh, <laughs> the bar in Willamansett. Uh, it was I can't believe I forgot the name of it. In Willamansett. Willamansett on the corner. It was. I don't know very many. Oh, it was a biker bar. But anyways, I got my first bartending mm-hmm. job there. And then I, I bartended and bounced at a bunch of different bars in Springfield. So that was that was my life. I mean, I was. Which is probably why you smoked so many cigarettes. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, yeah, yeah for sure. The culture, yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. 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 So um, and then when I, I moved. So after the, the bar scene, that all kind of faded. Um, I got a job at um, a a trucking company and bounced around. That's why I, that's why I lived in Pennsylvania. Why I lived down in Miami. Um, I stopped going to the gym. I was just working around the clock. Mm-hmm. When I stopped going to the gym, I blew up like a tick. <laughs> I got up to like 260, 265. Wow. And, uh, I remember just laying in bed and like grabbing my stomach and being <laughs> like, Oh my God, there's like handfuls of, of, body fat all, all around and just was not happy and uh when i moved to florida then i saw there's i was just surround i lived in a really cool spot coconut grove and i was surrounded by act it was a very active yeah, community and so everywhere i looked i was just like oh my god i gotta do something so i mean i, I got up i ran a mile and then walked you know and then i the next day would just start building up and i said i'm gonna do a triathlon and then that's kind of how it all started mm-hmm. yeah so the catalyst was kind of just being tired of the way you were and ready for a change. There wasn't like, yeah, the real, yeah. So I knew I wanted to exercise and then, but really when I went down the rabbit hole was when I was introduced to podcasts. Mm-hmm. What did you hear one about triathlons or? Oh, I, I, I didn't hear one when I was introduced. Yeah. I heard a million, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just listened to them 24 hours a day. Yeah. So do and you so, think you're, your history, your journey, your story helps you connect with, um, you know, people more because you have had that experience. Yeah, I think so. But w- what I, I learned early on is I can't, you can't, like if somebody is really overweight, it's not helpful for me to go, oh, I did it. You can do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Right. Like there's a time and a place to talk to people about things. There's mm-hmm. so like, I don't try to just throw up on people like, Hey, you guys can change your life and yeah. do all this. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. You got to want to do it for yourself. Right. Really? Yeah. And, and there's so it's more about promoting that. Right. So it's, but I think it's a fine line of being really <laughs> annoying, pissing people off <laughs> and like, you know, just, well, you got to give them the tools too. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, that's a big part. And they of have it. to want it. They have to want. Yeah, to change it's a too. self. Yeah, right. you have to want it. You got to lead by. You got lead by example. If you want people to kind of like join you, you got to can't like give in a little bit or anything. So that was for years. That's what I what I did. You know, on our first show, I think I talked about that. But it was like, yeah. After you know diving in the podcast, learning a bunch about nutrition, I was like, I want to I want to make bringing the healthy dish the norm to a party yeah. you, you know like yeah. that's and that still holds true like i i, I want somebody to bring a, a shitty cake or something you know something not maybe yeah. not cake but you know it's like a shitty app to a party and be yeah. like it's still left there at the end of it yeah. like everybody ate all the healthy shit and but 
Um, Work in progress. It's a question for both of you. What sparked your interest in, in health and fitness? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Tamra, that's a, that's a yeah. easy answer. <laughs> what do you see? What Tamra do you say? For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife was always, you know, has always been very um, health conscious and mm-hmm. food conscious. Um, so that I think is a big part of it. And I, I mean, I, having been an athlete, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think I've always maintained some level of, you know, fitness. Yeah. Um, to varying degrees, as you you know, you go through stages in life. Mm-hmm. And um, and so you know and I like feeling good. Yeah. I mean that's the other yeah, thing, right? I mean, it's always been a part of your Matt life. and I have really stressful jobs or or really demanding jobs, I should say. And and so for me, um, the fitness is a huge part of my stress management. Mm-hmm. I think without it, I'd be sick yeah. <laughs> and, and would not be able to function like I do mm-hmm. for work. Um, so I think that's a big motivation for me is I like to function at a really high level during the day and, and I need that, mm-hmm. um, that relief. So that's a big piece. Totally agree. I, I think I really got in, into the nutrition aspect. You know, I've always liked to work out, questions. but yeah, the nutrition aspect at least was I had horrible allergies growing up. Like had to wear like a respirator mowing the lawn, like allergic to everything outside all, all spring, summer and fall. And, uh, reading the, uh, reading a book, it, it said, you know, you can reverse your allergies. And I was like, well, shit, I'll try, you know, anything. And, uh, I did what the book said. And then the first, and I stuck to it for years. And I mean, it was really eliminate grains and dairy. So did that and then increase the quality of foods that you're eating. So eliminate grains, dairy, and, and, you know, ate more organic produce and everything. And, uh, after I think I started in the fall, spring comes, my allergies aren't bad. You know, they're still kind of there. Um, but they're not, they're not bad all spring and summer in the fall. I, I, um, like I, I used to get allergy shots and everything, but ragweed, like I would, a softball would blow up on my arm when they did that test, yeah. like the allergy yeah, test. Yeah. Like it was yeah, really allergic to ragweed. And so that usually spikes in the fall, um, or late summer. Yeah. And so then I would start sneezing a bunch, but then the next, then the following year, it was like gone, gone, everything gone. Like I might, I might have sneezed like three times. And so I was like, holy shit. And I said it throughout the whole process. I said it to Jess, Jess saw, saw, I was like, if my allergies go away, like I am hooked, (laughs) I'm a believer. Like, and so like they literally reversed or changed. Do you think that's tied to your gut health? Yeah, for sure. Like in terms, so that's what that is. I mean, it's not necessarily the, well, I guess it is the food, it's but, all it's, time. but it's resetting your, your gut health. Yeah. Um, I mean, leaky gut is a big part of that. A big, huge part. But so yeah. did you go to nutrition school after that? Yeah, long after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you guys do all this? Work full time? <laughs> well, what time is it, D? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Eviction, kids. That, that's so... Um, you just do it. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. Um, I mean, we do get up early. I go to bed. You go to bed early. You go to bed way earlier than I do. But um, I mean, because sleep is really important. I mean, you know, and so, you know, we're not doing this 24 hours a day, seven days but a week. Still full time jobs, eviction, working out and families. 
It's a lot. I mean, the the biggest part for it's probably true for both of us is your wife has to be on board. Yep. <laughs> you know she yep. she has to. Uh, it has to be important to her too that you know you get exercise in, you eat healthy, you do mm-hmm. all the, you know, you sleep good. Like if I know it would be tough if, if Jess wanted to stay up and watch shows till midnight every night and yeah. be like, how, all right, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, you're going to burn out. But mm-hmm. I think now, you know, you yeah. get into a routine, but yeah, yeah you, you just pretty much go. You just do it, you know, and you, and you balance, you got to balance your time in all the buckets. Right. And so with the family bucket, the different businesses that you might be involved with, or, you know, even volunteerism. I mean, I'm on a, um, a couple boards mm-hmm. um, and I love that work. And so you just have to really kind of allocate your time and, and, mm-hmm. and balance and, um, and sleep. Yeah. You got to sleep. That. If anybody can take anything from this, get and you just chip, but you chip away at it, right? You know, before we started the the show, you're talking about ten, reading ten pages a night. Yep, like yeah. you just do that for multiple different things, and you'd be shocked at how far you come, mm-hmm. or how far how far you go. So, yeah, you just keep chipping away. Yeah, and I think too. Um, I mean, I'm a goal setter, and I th- you know, so in terms of like daily goals, monthly goals. Yeah you know, yearly goals. And so I think that's an important thing is like kind of knowing your days and managing your time. Cause time is your greatest asset mm-hmm. in life <laughs> and not just business, not just kids. It's just, yeah, that you can't get it back. You can't get it back. And so you've got to be smart with it. And so I know I'm a daily kind of like, okay, here's my day today. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. These are the 10 things that I got to nail, nail mm-hmm. down. So, and when you do that, it just makes it so much more manageable. Um, so I don't know. Set, yeah. set some set some simple goals. What's your favorite thing about CrossFit? It's fast, and it's it efficient. feeds my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is working out with an extremely diverse group, yeah. and everybody getting really cool. getting the same stimulus. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, working out just when we were working out in my garage, it would yeah be me with. Paul Trueheart, 65 yep. plus. Yep. And, um, you know, we had, there was a girl that was coming that was like 14 coming to work out. So, and they're oh, yeah. working out together and getting the same stimulus. We're high five and after the workout. And, um, you know, I, I explain this all the time now cause we own the gym whenever I talk to somebody, but it's not like I'm obsessed with CrossFit. Um, I love a lot of different types of exercises, right? Like yeah. a lot, but I can't go mountain biking with Paul Trueheart and this girl. Like I yeah. can't do, I can't go rock climbing with them. You know, I can't do these things and, and, uh, like be, get the same workout in. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I would have to either go down or go up depending go on who pace. I'm with. Totally. Exactly. So you can't do a lot of different exercise. So that's, for me, that's definitely the, like the key thing mm-hmm. with CrossFit. In the time piece. I mean, again, you know, with busy lives. You, you get know, a great you, workout. To, yeah, you can get a great workout. I mean, to, you know, I'd love to go mountain biking with you all day. It'd be, that's gr- not it'd be true. great. That's yeah. not that even close true. to true. So it is true. I have an I extra have bike. A, I've I have asked a you bike. like a thousand times. I have my own mountain bike. <laughs> you turned me down last weekend. Yeah. Fact check this. I used to mountain bike. All right. Well, when, but it's a time thing. Let's put it that on the calendar for sure. All right, fine. Put it on the calendar. But I'm not doing crazy stuff that he does. <laughs> He'll have me going downhill. In, uh, you will go downhill. ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. Um, Single track flat. Do you guys follow a specific diet? 
um, I know Matt does intermittent fasting. <laughs> whoa, whoa, D, what are you saying? You don't want the guys follow some kind of specific diet? No, I mean, you might intermittent fast. I have no idea. But like not, paleo, not effectively. keto, Whole30. I do it all. <laughs> I do a I do a blend of a Mediterranean keto <laughs> intermittent fast, intermittent fast gluten free. No, yeah. I do whatever Tamara has me doing, so that's you know full disclosure there. Do you intermittent fast? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I don't think I do it right. Tamara always tells me I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> well, if you I eat mean, something, you eat, you I, I know that. I know you're not supposed to eat. So I mean, come on. Well, then I don't know what else you could be doing. I wrong, think it's the timing. I don't know if I'm doing the timing. It is right. the, this is about timing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but, the, but but yeah. Yeah. I so I think um, I don't. With all these, you know, buckets that people have created, it's like I eat real food. Yeah. You know, nutrient dense whole foods, yep. mostly vegetables. Um, you know, I was going to say the same thing. When yeah. I I eat meat, if you. You know, I, I eat pasture raised, so it, meaning that it's eating grass. Um, you know, yeah. so pork, same thing. Heritage raised, whatever they call it. Yeah. So um, you could say paleo. Um, yep. You know, I I do. So no grains. I try to avoid grains. Legumes. Yeah, um, but I I I do cycles of things. Like I, I will do a cycle low carb. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do feel good, but I don't feel good for forever on it Mm -hmm. like I've done it for like four months and I felt really good and I think it's important because you open up different metabolic pathways when you do different things like that so Mm -hmm. I don't think that you need to do one thing forever like besides eat just whole foods nutrient dense (laughs) but like the whole like managing your macros and all that stuff like I I, I'm not a fan of like I don't buy into that I think the ultimate goal is to be an intuitive eater Mm -hmm. and so like you can listen to your body but it's really hard like you say I say that but you know somebody that's been eating junk food and shitty food your body's gonna be saying you know open that bag be screaming for it open that other next bag of chips Um, but I think that's the ultimate goal but I I really think that you know if you just focused on eating real food real real vegetables if it was grown if it was breathing if when it was breathing it was healthy you know things like Mm -hmm. that uh, if you have that mindset and you know I think that people have to uh, start jumping on like the organic wagon like because yeah. pesticides and thing toxic chemicals like that on your food is a real issue and then it fucks with your hormones big time and so like if you have a lot of you know how many people have Hashimoto's and uh, thyroid issues you know the, wow. there's like it's like 50% of the population it's just crazy <laughs> so yeah. a big contributor to that along with chronic stress is going to be you know environmental toxins and whether it's cleaning supplies or what's in your toothpaste to, you know, yeah. the pesticides on your fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about side by side and who's it for. And did you guys mm-hmm. always know it would be a part of, of eviction? I think we always knew if we were going to do the gym, that nutrition had to be a part of it. Right. I mean, yeah. is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because uh, we just know that, you can only spend so much time in the gym, right? So even if you're there two hours a day, it's not a lot of your week. You know, mm-hmm. the rest of your week is spent, you know, eating and working and spending time with Living your family. Life, but yeah. you're putting things in your mouth. I mean, that's, that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. And so we knew that if we were going to really make real change, we had to hit both. We had to really be able to mm-hmm. show people how to yeah. to eat, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, when I mean, when we were working out, and there's more of us working out in my garage, every morning I'd write a word. Every single morning I'd write a word on the whiteboard and uh, start a clock and then talk for a minute about it. And it could be like I've, I've taped up like... Uh, cliff bars yeah. i've taped you know like broke down ingredients done ingredient labels i've yeah. done you know every word Not for sugar yeah <laughs> yeah all different you know about bre- breakfast options yeah. whatever it is and uh that was the coolest thing to you know see somebody two months later outside of the gym and be like oh i haven't eaten you know this this just sugar-filled yogurt and like yeah. forever That's and awesome. i feel great and love that you know and on top of that they're getting to their what you know they're probably the, the right weight and they lost 40 pounds or whatever it is. And so that was really cool. So yeah, we always knew, we always knew that mm-hmm. that was going to be a p- big part of it. Yeah. Um, where I feel like we still have room to grow with, with all that is like communicating those daily messages. Yeah. Like that was always part of it from day one. Like, all right, how do we get that daily, that daily tip out there? And it's not, a, it wouldn't be as effective if we just did a, posts and wrote words or something so i just want to like a newsletter yeah not even a newsletter like people i don't know so still figuring on that still working on that yeah but it's about education yeah um in your opinion what sets eviction apart from other gyms Mm. (laughs) well well, i I mean the nutrition aspect for sure Mm yeah and it it comes down to community oh and i I think our coaches our coaches yeah yeah. i mean drive the community yeah. yeah Um, our coaches, I think our facility, we take it very professional. I mean, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I have a weekly meeting with the coaches. We review every athlete, every new athlete. We Mm -hmm. talk about them like, and maybe I've never belonged to a CrossFit gym. So, you know, I don't know how they operate. Other gyms operate, but, um, you know, I hear stories about other local gyms, but we, we just, we take a very professional approach. We, have meetings we want to make sure that we're involved in the community we're we look at every aspect yeah we look every at single aspect so i mean yeah I very thoughtful yeah so it's, it's about detail um yeah. you know we take a very business-like approach to it um the pro it's not a strength biased program you know yeah, we're right. so we're not uh we don't want to intimidate people from coming through the doors um and, it, and that actually aligns with our real goal is to get people to move and sweat you know mm-hmm. I, I really you know we want to see really great air squats and uh get them to sweat you know that's i don't care if they can back squat 400 pounds right. it's right. like big picture health. we want functional yeah. movement and sustainable yeah. and sustainable mm-hmm. health for life yeah. I and mean, that's really what it's all yeah. about Love that. one thing that's that's i think people get caught mm-hmm. up in it's like I, I really believe if you, I mean, if you can, since we just brought up back squat, but if you can back squat 200 pounds or if you can back squat 350 pounds, that 350 pounder isn't that, that 350 pound back squat, that person isn't healthier. Right. right. You know, they're really not that, they're yeah. not going to be, they're going to be stronger. Maybe they have a little bit extra muscle mass or something, but <coughs> people get caught up so much and it's like, are we here to Numbers. be healthy? Are we, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. So I think that we keep, we stay focused on, we're here to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're, we don't want. Yeah. And that's what most people need. Right. right. Totally. Most people don't need to squat 500 pounds. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. and, and it's cool if you want to. I mean, that's yeah. all individual goals. And yeah. if that's what you're into, we're cool mm-hmm. with that too. I mean, yeah, that's, definitely. you know, that is fine. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's about getting people healthy. Um, 
this is my favorite interview question, like for job interviews that people ask me. So Um, what's been the biggest challenge of owning an affiliate so far and what have, what steps have you taken to overcome this challenge? Mm. Get people in the door. Yeah. I mean, just getting people to to show up. I mean, the biggest thing for us is people knowing we're there, Yep. Mm -hmm. you know, it just is a, it's a slow game. Yeah. It's like, you got to get the awareness out there. We're, I feel like our social media is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, really good. Um, yeah. And we're doing some guerrilla marketing in terms of going out and just <laughs> shaking hands knocking and on doors, knocking on doors and let people babies. know. Yeah. Doing, <laughs> all, doing the thing. Um, it's like any business though, as, as a startup, I mean, we're a startup and yeah. so you've got to build a brand and you need to then communicate that brand and it just takes some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're doing great. Yeah. Great start. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there'll be a tipping point. We get to a certain amount of members and then it just kind of catches and grows faster organically. Um, so yeah, we just keep chipping away at it. Um, last question. What goals do you guys have for eviction? Or, or what do you hope to see in its future? I mean, I think having just a big, vibrant community is mm-hmm. is the goal. I mean, Yeah, and massive help, community. Helping as many people as we can. Um, whether that's in this location or multiple locations, that's the goal. And getting into corporations, yeah, and oh, really? being, yeah, just being the like the health desk at companies. I, I mean, long term, um, but yeah, just getting more and more out there, helping more and more people. That's, um, you know, if we if we sat down and we were like, let's get into the most profitable business we can get into, it would not be a gym. Definitely. So we're doing it for reasons that, you know, we feel reward really strongly about. Yeah. So yeah. we want to help as many people as we possibly can help. And so it's just, um, you know, just keep looking for that angle to, you know, help more people. And so maybe that is a company like if somebody in HR is listening to this and they're like, hey, we could really use some help with our employees. And, you know, like we want to talk because we want to look at other avenues to reach more people, more and more people. So um, but just don't I just want to keep letting it grow into whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but um, help help more and more people. To me, that makes eviction feel pretty unique in that it's pretty organic and natural like you said it's it's not the business to to make money in and you know this just started in your garage and you're just spreading a message to you know whoever came whoever wandered into the garage so i like that it's just like an organic we just you know are trying to help people and this is i mean that's literally what you know we were just trying to get people that we knew yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, just hang we, out. We with go us. to the bank, and they're like, "Are you sure you want to get, do this?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it started out just for Matt wanting to find people to hang out with and work <laughs> out with, and then it kind of got, it just got out of control. Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, listen to a podcast. It's like you should start a podcast. It's like, all right, that makes sense. We can try to reach people outside the gym. Maybe have an impact on their health. Let's do it. Yeah. Fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's great. What else you got, D? Uh, Those are all the questions I had for you guys. Oh, that was easy. (laughs) I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I was so sweaty. (laughs) Good. No, it was cool to get to know you guys better. I appreciate it. Sounds good. All right. So we'll post the picture of Matt. Oh, God. (laughs) 